Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? It's been a while since you and I hung out. It has been a long time. How was uh, how was the Logan? He's good. We're going to call him the Logan from now on. The Logan? Yep. TL. The Logan. Short. The, the Logan. Logan. Um, so by now, this will air. Super Bowl is over. You, yes. How'd you end up doing in your NFL uh, fantasy league? I uh, came in third place, missed the opportunity for the championship by two points because of an overturned touchdown, some offensive penalty I didn't understand. Something. <laughs> so, so third place, how many were in it? 14. That's good. That's okay. fantastic. I was on the road to the championship. Well, Fate this was your very it. first year of fantasy league. Mm-hmm. So, who do you have in the Super Bowl? What do you mean? I don't have like. No, I know. And, and fantasy's over. Who do you? Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Who's playing? Uh, L.A. and Cincinnati. In L.A. Well, oh. we're close to Cincinnati, so I'll go Cincinnati. Yeah, you gotta you gotta but go Cincinnati. The in my fantasy league, it seemed like L.A. was doing well. Like anytime I played somebody with some L.A. players, it seemed like they. Had a strong year, so I'm guessing well, they're a strong team. They, they are a strong the team, and they are four and a half point favorites. Wow! At least that's Wait, what it was. Points. It's not a lot in football, is it? No, it's not a tremendous amount, but it is a lot when you consider all of the playoff games have basically come down to a field goal. So if this one is tight, comes down to a field goal, you know that's less than four. It and might half be points. a win for Cincinnati, regardless. So I took it. In full disclosure. I was at a place uh, recently where I could actually bet on my phone, so I put a few shekels on it to see what happens. Do you have to be because of the location thing? Mm-hmm. Which yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you can't bet in, in certain, certain states. Yeah. So my question is, though, if I win, will I get paid out in the state I'm in, <laughs> or will I have to go? Will I have to pick up GPS service in a legal betting state in order to? I would to think get they it. credit your account. Or I would think so too, but you never know. You never know. Anyways, I mean, um, if you go and you like gamble at the sports book in Vegas, yeah, but you take your money home with you. You get paid out there. Yeah, you have to go back and get it. Uh-huh. Interesting. Now I'm curious. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. We well, got to win first. So I took Cincinnati on, and the Cincy. points. So Cincinnati four and a half points, no mm-hmm. problem. We'll see what happens there. This yeah. is not good fodder for DIY money. No. I do not want to promote uh, gaming <laughs> or gambling. Well, it was a small amount. It, it was, was very fun. small. It, it just it's entertainment purposes. One, only. Number one, I wanted to see. I'm so intrigued by the mobile online gaming uh, movement. Mm-hmm. Um, don't currently have any, you know, equity positions in any of these companies, but I'm very curious about how all this plays out. And so the first thing I wanted to do when I was in Colorado, because I knew it was a mobile gaming place, is to see if, in fact, I could download and open, you know, and, and do it. So I yeah. did, and, uh, and, it, and it worked. And then I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And uh, so I put some money on the game. We'll see what happens. Nice. What do you eat for the Super Bowl? Like what? what? Personally. Like what's 
on top. Uh, well, this year, I, I this year I will. I'm I'm on my you know mission, so I will probably eat nothing. I mean, I'll just do normal stuff. But Water normally, and... it's like game on. Yeah. We've got a uh, La Rosa's pizza. Buy one get one because we sponsored some kids. So we um, who was selling them when it sounded bad <laughs> sponsored some kid uh, who was selling those. So we probably buy some pizzas for the fam, and I might have some wings or something. Dry roses. That's uh, Cincinnati, isn't it? Yeah. So got to support with yeah. the theme. That's right. That's right. Hey, let's get to our question. Logan's looking a little antsy over there, <laughs> recording us. He's like, "My He's gosh, the, you guys are the clock. gonna wrap it up here." All right, let's go. We got a question from Molly. What do you got? DIY. Hi, this is Molly from Missouri, and I had a question for you regarding Roth conversions. So, just some background information. I'm the finance person in our marriage. I keep tabs on everything, hopefully to keep us on a path for early retirement. But my husband is the only one working right now while I raise our kids. So here's my question. Is it a rule of thumb to do a Roth conversion when you're in a 12% or a low tax bracket? We take advantage of our work 401ks because of the match. But any extra on top of that has been going into a Roth. I like to think letting it grow post-tax and withdraw tax-free is the best route. So as I'm looking at our balances in our 401ks and our IRAs, I'm wondering if we should convert some of that to a Roth now. It is in the 200s, so of course we can't afford to roll it all over at once, especially with only one of us working. But what if we did a reasonable amount to start the latter I hear people doing when they are within 10 years to retirement? I just think 10 years isn't going to be enough to convert all of our retirement before we get to RMDs and get hit with more taxes. Hopefully I explained this well enough. I just want to know if throughout the course of our life, if we took money from our IRA and rolled it over into a Roth and paid taxes on that amount when we were in a very low tax bracket, would it be a smart thing to do? Thanks. Dang, girl. Okay, first of all, Molly from Missouri Missouri is dropping knowledge. She's listening to the podcast a time or two. Uh, that, yeah, but the vernacular, it, she's got it. Um, so, Molly, maybe, you know, financial coaches in your future, stay at home, you know, work from home, do a financial coaching thing. Yeah. Uh, because I think it's important, uh, you know, I'll let you answer some, some specifics regarding her question, but for those that were lost in her question... Let's break down some of what she was specifically talking about. So monies in an IRA, monies in an IRA have not yet been taxed. When they are taken out, they are taxed as ordinary income. So typically, if you are investing in a 401k, 403b, 457, when you retire, more often than not, people roll that into an IRA. Or you could be actually making contributions to an IRA, traditional IRA, getting a tax break, putting money in. Uh, every year and letting that grow tax deferred. Now, the kicker is, is that once you take any dollar out of an IRA, it is taxed as ordinary income. However, uh, there's a caveat that is maybe you have saved prudently, you have a pension, Social Security, and you think, well, I'm actually not going to be needing my IRA. I'm going to let it grow. The government doesn't allow you to do that. She mentioned something, Molly said, an RMD. That stands for Required Minimum Distribution. And what that means is that the government says, look, when you turn 72, you've had this tax benefit long enough. We now want you to start taking money out of your IRA. We're going to tell you what the calculation is. You're going to take money out of your IRA, and it is going to be taxed as ordinary income. So 
a strategy to look at that she is looking at and talking about is to convert IRA money to a Roth IRA over time, thus paying the tax on it now, never paying tax on it again. It's a little bit of a, a loaded question because it is different for everyone. However, Molly gave us enough info, I think, that we could make a, a, a wise uh, you know, uh, opinion or give a wise opinion. And my wise opinion right off the bat would be, yeah, makes a ton of sense. However, the caveat being, understand, and you got to calculate it ahead of time, that every dollar you convert is going to add to your ordinary income. So what you don't want to do is you won't want to go, oh, we're in the 12% or 10% bracket. Look at us. We can take a big chunk of this and move it over at 10 or 12%. Well, every dollar you move over is going to add to your ordinary income, possibly moving you into a higher tax bracket. Here's what we do for people in our business. Near the end of the year, young or old, doesn't make a difference. If it, if it's, if it works, it works. It's the math. But we look at running kind of a mock return, a mock tax return. We determine what their tax bracket is. And then we determine what the gap is, what the amount of money is that we could conceivably roll over and keep them in that tax bracket, or maybe even bump them up into a 12% tax bracket, but probably not any further than that. And then we go ahead and do that. Why do we do it? Because once it's taxed, it's never taxed again. And as Molly said, it's in there in the Roth IRA. You're never taxed on that money again. When you want to take it out, it's tax-free. In addition, there's no required minimum distribution. 72 years of age government doesn't make you start taking it out. So you can have that in there. I'll let Daniel talk about the beneficiary benefits because there is a benefit for your kids in here as well, Molly. But I think I've said enough. So what say you, Daniel? That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, we've talked about in prior. I, can, can I, always, I always like how you critique me and then, but it's going to be weird if sometime you're like, you go, no, that sucked. Like, here's what I would do. At some point. We've disagreed a few times. <laughs> but There's probably five often. shows. Have we? Do you know? Do you recall any? Because I feel like I would. that would sting and I would remember that. But I don't, I don't remember that. You probably blocked it out of your mind. I'm sure. I would, like, bowled uh, up in a, on the couch. There was a few select shows where we like, ah, oh, we would do that differently. Yeah, probably right. I don't remember. But anyways, Nor I like how I you always affirm first and then you go in. It's, it's helpful. I mean, I feel good about myself now. It's very important that you're encouraged. My son, I was texting to my son the other day. He's 14. Mm-hmm. So he has a phone. And I'm texting him. And I'm, I'm traveling, right? So I'm trying to be the encouraging dad. He's doing something. And he's got a swim event. I'm texting him. He's not texting me back. I see I have re-receipts on him for personally, so I need. I know he's getting it. So it's it's getting to me, right? I, there's a point here, I promise. Okay. So it's getting to me. So finally, I, at the end of the weekend, I'm like, hey, great job. Super proud of you. By the way, stop ghosting me. At least let me, let me know you're getting these, which I knew he was getting. Mm-hmm. So he responded, and he's like, ha ha, you know, thanks for the encouragement, yada yada. And I said to him, I said, hey, don't ever forget, okay? You inherited all my wonderful looks and my vibrant personality, but more than likely, you inherited also my deep insecurity. So please, affirm your father now and again. And he thought that was hysterical mm-hmm. because he does have some insecurities, in yeah. him, as we all do. So That's thank a great you story. for affirming me, Daniel. That's helpful. I feel good now. It's good. Aww. Go ahead. Yeah, talk about so uh, now we're going to talk about taxes, which is uh, riveting. So uh, we've talked about in a prior show, uh, not actually not too long ago, we talked about Roth IRAs and the difference between Roth IRAs, IRAs, and the fact that really the only lever that you can pull 
uh, when you talk about uh, contributions, returns, tax rates, et cetera, between these two is your tax rate now versus your tax rate in the future. And that's why I'm always looking at, hey, we're in a low tax rate now. So if we convert now, that might help protect us should we be in a higher tax rate in the future. And that's really the important consideration when you're talking about conversion. Uh, yeah, conversions is thinking about and getting a good handle on where you are tax-wise now and potentially, because you don't really know, you got legislation and, and various changes that can happen between now and retirement, but where you might be in retirement. And one of the things that uh, people often don't think about when they're doing that particular forecasting is not just their federal tax bracket, but also their state. Because if there's a good potential that you desire to move to a no-income tax state, or if your particular state is one of those that doesn't tax IRA distributions, uh, you might actually come out ahead by contributing to your traditional IRA now, getting both the federal and state deduction, uh, and then not having that state tax on the withdrawals later. But that's a whole nother episode. So what Molly's talking about is she's in a 12% tax bracket right now. She said she was married, which means that in the taxable income up to 83500 is going to be taxed at that 12% rate. Boom. What? I love how you just threw that in there. Like you knew it. Yeah. 83.5. It's 83.550. But <laughs> we'll round it to 83.5. Mic drop. This year. Daniel uh, knows his stuff. My man. So eight three five. So as long as she doesn't bump the taxable income beyond that, she's not going to go into the next bracket. That next bracket is twenty two percent. Now the confusing thing here for those who don't necessarily uh, really enjoy understanding how uh, the tax brackets work. Once you bump up into that tax bracket, some people have a misconception that then all of your income is taxed at that next tax bracket. That's twenty two percent. It's the next dollar of income. So let's say she accidentally ta uh, calculates this conversion slightly off and she bumps into that next tax bracket by 50 or or $100, something like that. It's only that last amount that she's going to pay the extra tax on. Still a bummer, uh, but it's not the end of the world. And so when, when you're doing these calculations, it's okay to get close uh, and not necessarily right on the bullseye. So depending on where her income is coming in this year, it could make a lot of sense uh, to convert up to that bracket. The reason for that is the next bracket down is the 10% tax bracket. So between $0 of taxable income and uh, about $20,000 of taxable income, you're looking at 10%. She's in the 12% bracket. So she doesn't have a lot of room to go down in the tax brackets in retirement, but she does have potentially, depending on how much they were to pull out of the IRAs, uh, potential room to go up in the tax bracket. The also the big consideration also is to consider social security because if you can get a lot of your money's converted into a Roth prior to taking social security, you now reduce your taxable income and have the potential to take social security without taxes. That's a lot of jargon. Let's talk about beneficiaries, which Quint alluded to. Uh, under current law, if somebody inherits an IRA, they're required to distribute that uh, within 10 years, the uh, people who inherit it. So you can imagine if, if you uh, pass away during your kids or beneficiaries' highest earning years of their life, uh, it's potential that if you have a traditional IRA, 401k, et cetera, they inherit that. They're required to take that out within 10 years. It bumps up their income pretty dramatically. They could be paying a, a pretty high tax on that. If they were to inherit a Roth IRA, they still need to distribute that, but they will not pay tax on those distributions. So it's not just planning for your taxes, but also planning kind of for your legacy and estate planning taxes as well. That was a 
I love it. That was you a lot just of dropped like. knowledge, and I hope somebody wasn't listening to that at one and a half speed because they would have just lost it all. So go back. Do and people listen, listen to it. less than one and a half? Yes, I listen at one and a, at less than one and a half. It's okay. Anyways, one and a quarter. And did you say lever? Do we lever? have another word that you say like you're know. British? Lever process. What's another one? There was another one I heard the other day. Eating the rib, doing the rib my wife all night. Anyways, um, you know, I was asked the other day, this is the last thing I'm going to say, and this is a selfish plug, because Daniel just dropped some serious knowledge, and this is what he does on a daily basis, and I, we have had a lot of people who are listening to the show and going, hey, uh, do you ever work with people from, you know, a different state or whatever? I most of our clients are in different states. So I know it's not the biggest segment of our audience. That's why it's titled DIY. But if you do happen to be listening and you're like, gosh, I need someone. I need to talk to someone. We, Selfish plug. We are always available to have a conversation. It might not be a fit from a client perspective, and that's okay. But we can at least point you in the right direction. So, uh, Because you dropped serious knowledge. But it is, it is at the end of the day an individualized it's very individualized it's it's looking at your tax situation your kind of uh sort of personal financial plan your goals what uh later in life looks like for you and it's it's running projections and those actually change on a year-to-year basis so um, that's a large part of financial planning is really sitting down and looking at each year uh what your personal situation looks like what the trajectory is like and how you can kind of tweak and optimize that uh, on an annual basis to kind of keep you going in the right direction. You're changing kind of the navigation as you go. One of the things, briefly, they are, and I know this is not the question, but we do mm-hmm. some backdoor Roth IRAs. I personally, we do some for some folks. There's something on the table that would eliminate that, right? Can you touch on that, albeit briefly? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, Roth IRAs made the headlines last year with um, some fairly wealthy people having some significantly... Uh, well-established uh, Roth IRAs. So uh, there's a strategy, the backdoor Roth IRA, where you can get a significant amount in there. In the uh, Build Back America, was Build, build America build back, back Better? Better? The Build Back Better bill, uh, one of the things was really eliminating the uh, backdoor Roth IRA option. Doesn't look like that's getting a lot of traction right now, but I would say for people who are utilizing that strategy in their financial plan, just be aware that that, that is on the radar for legislators uh, and something that we'll need to keep following because it could make its way into other bills. Kind of once one of those things comes up, it reveals that it's a hot-button issue that, that may come up in a future bill. There we go. Okay. Just something to consider. Mm-hmm. All right. answer Molly's question? Huh? It seems like it's a good idea for Molly, but we don't know her whole yeah, picture. We, but we draw, yeah, it's we pretty answered close. the question. She, She's on, she knows. I think she just wanted a kind of you know confirmation. And she's on the right page. She knows her stuff. She knows her stuff a lot, really well. Speaking of Molly, did you ever read Molly's Game? Molly's Game. About the poker? I Uh, mean, we're on the gambling thing. I might as well just go there. Amazing familiar. Yeah, Maybe you told me about it once. The book is good. The movie wasn't so good. I I wasn't. Like on Netflix? I don't know what it's on. But the book is great. Molly's Game. Anyways, okay, let's wrap it up here, friends. Uh, Send us some questions, first of all. The, The Q is uh, getting a little sparse. So drop us an audio question. Don't write the question in. We're, we're not going to use it. We've never read a question on air, ever. People are writing these long questions, and I, I they putting a lot of time and effort into it. And there's to be audio. We're not going to use it. So send us an audio question. Uh, drop it at 
podcast at DIYMoney.org. That's podcast at DIYMoney.org. And if we use it on the show, we'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Boom, just like we did for Molly. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.